You are listening to Saturdays with the Story Dude, a bi-weekly podcast that focuses on the world of screenwriting and anything to do with the film and television business. This is Jared Dean Winchester, your host, and the topics for this episode will be about producers choosing script readers, whether or not it's worth it, and the real problem with filmmakers today. Not the great kind, but the really mediocre kind. What are they doing that's making the critic's job easier to say no? That's coming up after the first topic. So, you know, producers actually have readers, script readers, actual script readers on their staff to tell them whether or not a submitted script by a given reader is worth their time and money because producers spend in excess of a couple of million dollars and up, maybe even tens of million dollars and up. So I get why they do this. Because they want to ensure that the money they are investing is, in fact, safe, in fact, worthwhile, because what they want to get back for their investment is recuperating whatever they've invested plus 30% of what they've invested. So, for example, $10 million, they want approximately 300000 on top of the $10 million investment. So, what you're looking at is, in total, the producer will expect the movie to make $1 million. 300,000 or 1.3 million would be an accurate calculation for you. But that's not the discussion today. The discussion today is whether or not it's even worth having a script reader on staff given this day and age. My answer is a firm and definitive hail to the no. Why? Because a lot of script readers, when they point out flaws or issues, they are looking for not whether it's believable they're actually looking for realism. 
and they forget that a movie or a TV show, by default, is in real. And I remember talking about this in a previous episode, and I'm going to reiterate the same point again. Movies and TV shows, by mere definition, aren't real. So if you're looking for realism, you're looking at the wrong place, you're looking at the wrong genre to start off with, because what you really want is a documentary, which is both entertaining and educational and realistic looking and deals with real life. So, the other thing is, if a reader asks too many questions, the producer doesn't know. The producer producer doesn't even read your script. So, my recommendation is, the producer needs to read the script on top of the reader doing it, instead of just letting the reader do all the work. This is because the producer can verify what the reader is saying is true or not. It's a simple conversation. It's a simple request. It's not an unreasonable one. Now, I understand that producers have a lot on their plate, Producers have multiple projects to contend with. They have multiple people to deal with on top of talking to wannabe screenwriters who contact them with an idea that seems mediocre. But in today's day and age, given the state of the script readers... I would not recommend it. On the other hand, there are those who charge an arm and a leg who are pretty good at what they do or pretty great at what they do. Those are the people you need to aim for. But the vast majority of the readers don't know anything about what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing and what they also are doing that is detrimental is looking for realism once again if you're looking for realism in a movie or a TV show you're in the wrong place you are in the wrong category of entertainment what you are really looking for is a documentary as I said It's both educational, real, and informative. Not TV shows or movies because they are purely entertainment. People want to get out of reality once they've dealt with it throughout the day. Because I'm not a psychologist, I am not a therapist. 
but I can honestly say with conviction that if you're dealing with a whole day's worth of reality, boring reality, especially, then when you come home, your mind needs a freaking break. It needs a break. So for you to say something is ain't real or is unrealistic or not believable, now, believable, I can forgive. But calling it unrealistic is not only an understatement, it is not doing you any favors because, like I said, you're looking for something else. You're looking for a documentary. So, if a producer was to hire a reader, I would suggest that it be that the producer read the script himself after sending it to a script reader to verify what the script reader is saying is true or not. So, that is my thoughts for producers today looking for screen readers or script readers, for that matter. It is detrimental to your business because a lot of them will look for anything and everything wrong and will call anything and everything unrealistic when they get the chance, when in fact it seems realistic. And that is how you ruin movies and TV shows. So, after the break, we are going to talk about what the real issue is with filmmakers. So stay tuned. Learn the craft of screenwriting with the guys at ScreenwritingU.com. They have free classes for you to test the waters, and then they have the Pro Series courses, which are the flagship of the ScreenwritingU courses. The owner and founder is actually an expert in the industry, and you get to learn not only the craft of screenwriting, but also the business of screenwriting. So what are you waiting for? Inquire today at ScreenwritingU.com. That's ScreenwritingU with a capital U dot com. Welcome back. So, before the break, I talked about why it's detrimental for a script reader, or rather a producer, to hire a script reader in this day and age. I explained why it's a bad idea, and I explained if the producer just goes ahead and hires one instead, or despite my 
advice. I explain what can be done. I know this is extra leg work or this is extra work for a producer, but you have to verify what the script reader is saying is true or not. So, we're moving on from that, and we are talking about what the real issue is with today's filmmakers. Not just the great ones today, but the real mediocre ones. That will be the focus. So here's the thing. The mediocre type filmmakers, what they do is they have a whole bunch of excuses as to why they've made the questionable choice in their films that they did. And that's including the ideas. So, for example, a filmmaker would say, this is a boy meets girl love story, and there's this guy, and he meets this girl, and he spends the entire movie chasing this girl and getting the girl. And when... This filmmaker's question, why did you even make this film? The filmmaker will turn around and will say something more on the lines of, oh, I just wanted to express myself. That seems to be very popular. The second excuse that a filmmaker will give is this what everybody wants. Again, I say hail to the no. Different people like different things, different movie genres, and different TV programs. They don't like one specific genre. Actually, they don't like a specific genre that you think they like. That's the point. So, for example, I like fantasy. But my neighbor next door might not be a fantasy person. Maybe he likes action. Maybe he likes horror. Who knows? But to insinuate and to theorize that your neighbor or your target audience likes or wants what you've made is a misdemeanor. It's too presumptuous, and you're not really doing your homework. The filmmaker is not really doing their homework. On the flip side, the filmmaker would say, oh, I'm just being artistic. or That's the thing, because when the filmmaker 
artistically, for some reason, glorifies the relationship between a man and a woman and calls it love, labels it love, that filmmaker is not doing himself any favors. All he's doing is inviting critics to say no easily and he's making the critics job easier to find problems with his film or content now i will point out that there is a strong possibility that the hatred towards our LGBTQ plus brothers and sisters in this world were receiving said hate because the filmmakers are glorifying what's normal. And what they're doing is in films, they're dehumanizing and demonizing the minority characters such as the LGBTQ plus characters like I'll give you an example both Bollywood and Tollywood do this a lot you see filmmakers in both Bollywood and Tollywood, what they do is when they introduce the heroine or the male, f the main female lead of the movie, what they do is they start with the hips, move on to the lips. Then the eyes, cut back to the hips, twirling, holding some sort of sexy action, and they glorify that. And there's no wonder that in places like India, boys are behaving perversely. I'm not going to apologize for that. If a filmmaker wants to make better movies, you better stop shitting on men. You better stop shitting on the minority groups and you better stop glorifying anything that happens regularly, on practically on a regular basis. That's actually not doing you any favors. All it's doing, it's sending a message to the general public that it is okay to demonize or dehumanize the minority groups. On the flip side, it is also wrong 
to make the minority groups look great and demonize the other side. If you are for equality, then your movies and your TV shows have to reflect that. Now, I'm going to use a certain movie as my example. Now, it's a movie called Kal Honaho, which is Hindi for Tomorrow Never Comes, which ironically is also the title for a James Bond movie. But there's no relation there. But the way they make two male characters, you know, like have fun with each other, in a way that's kind of demoralizing. And we have another character, like cringe, at the side of two male characters going at it. You know, getting a little bit intimate just for fun's sake. It's not helping anybody. All you're doing is sending a message that the minority groups like the LGBTQ plus community are second class citizen. You need to stop that. So. That's what's wrong with filmmakers today. What they normally do is they glorify the boy meets girl type premise in their films. And they don't give much attention. Yes, films and TV shows today include minority groups like the LGBTQ plus characters but they're not the main characters. I remember watching this British guy on YouTube who actually criticized... Oh, not not a British guy. No, the British guy was actually questioning in a video about LGBTQ plus rights. And he was pointing out how the LGBTQ plus character is not the main character, but the critic who was criticizing him was saying, oh, really? Here are some examples of, of TV shows that included LGBTQ plus characters. That was not the point. The point was that these characters were minor characters. I would like to see a movie or a TV show where the LGBTQ plus character is the main character. And I am glad to report that films like Boy Race are achieving that, which is good. But there needs to be more. So, that will be it for this episode. 
Thank you for listening. I hope that you took something away today. And with that being said, this is Jared Dean Winchester. And this has been Saturdays with the Story Dude, another episode. And until I see you again for the next episode, don't forget to turn that page. <laughs>